0: Um so this uh, there's a few things that I want to uh, address preliminary to the message, so um, before we we dive into the scripture and 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 spend some time together there. Um, d- is that PowerPoint gonna work? Okay. So. I think it, it would be, um, would you permit me to say a few things about <laughs> what's going on in our nation right now? Um, I think, you know, in light of the events of Michael Brown in, in Ferguson and Eric Garner in Staten Island, um, I, I just, I'm grieved. You know, it's, it's evident that there's a great divide in our nation that can be seen clearly, right? Um, But the thing that I keep coming back to is that what a privilege we have as BCC to be a diverse community. And my prayer is is that we wouldn't brush issues under the carpet, but that we would enter into genuine dialogue to really seek understanding, to really know what it's like for people that experience racism to to be what it what it looks like to, to really stand together as the body of Christ. Yes sir. That we look different than the world looks like. In that we can know unity. Yes. Lord. That we can know oneness in the heart despite all that is going on. Yes sir. Do you believe that? Amen. And I I just feel like wow what a privilege because there's no community like BCC in, in Ames. Um, and it comes with, with its privileges. The privileges that we have an opportunity to have immediate access to one another's lives to, yes, sir. to join this conversation, to really seek understanding, to really grow. What does it mean to be a reconciling community? Yes, sir. What does it mean to stand as light in a dark place yes, sir. where there is injustices, where there is racism, where there is things that break God's heart Amen. because, you know, we all have our biases. We all have our prejudices and we all need God to work those out in us so that we can be, have pure hearts towards one another. Alleluia. You know, and before, before I ever loved Pastor as a black man, I loved him as a brother. Yes, sir. And um, we have the privilege of, of being in this community together and and it's not that there aren't issues. There are issues. But we do have such a huge opportunity to express to the Ames community that Amen. there's a different way to do things. And that's that we can be together. We can dwell together and have just a tremendous uh, just expression of what the kingdom of God looks like, what yes, heaven is populated with, a diverse people of every tongue, tribe, and every nation. So I didn't intend to share that this morning, but I, I felt Thank like you. we couldn't go without saying something. But I hope that is an encouragement to us as a body of, of what we really desire. Yes, sir. With that said, um, if you want to bring up the PowerPoint. So when... Uh, Just to give you a a little introduction of um, the way I approach a message, I've come to determine that when I preach a message, I'm asking this question, and you can bring that first question up. I'm asking, what am I asking people to receive from Christ today? That's my question. That's the question I'm trying to answer when I give a message. What am I asking you to receive from Christ today? And... So that question I will answer, and you will ask that question with me in terms of, uh, for yourself, what are you receiving from God today? And then I, I'm just going to give you a little, you know, cheat, cheat sheet for your your questions. So bring up your questions. So just this is hopefully helpful to you that, uh, of encouraging you the questions you're asking as you're listening to a message. You're asking how do I apply this? Like how does this apply to my life? How do I make this? Uh, part of my daily life and how do I grow personally and um, we're gonna try something fun this morning and I've never done this before and it's just kind of an experimentation we're gonna actually encourage texting during the message okay so you can get you can get out your phone we're in a technological age where we get to utilize these things for the purpose of growing together right so what we're going to do is I have a poll question that I want to ask you. First off, try to make it brief. Don't write your, your dissertation on the answer to this question. Second, this is anonymous, so no one knows who wrote in. And um, your, your phone numbers and your information is protected by doing this. You don't need to worry that any of this will be utilized in an uh, unsavory manner, OK? So that being said, you can bring up the poll. The question I wanted to ask is, how do you believe that you grow spiritually? And I had asked the question that your question you're asking is, how do I grow? And Pastor and I dialogued about this is that, um, so you can start doing this even as I'm talking. You wanna put 22333 in your, what you're texting to. So that's the number you're texting to. And then in the body of the text, the first thing you put is 162893. And then your answer. And then as you submit it, it will start populating up here. Only the first 40 people who text will get in. I'm sorry if you, you missed that. You're a little slow on texting, you're out of luck. And the whole reason I'm doing is this, this is fun, yeah, it's fun and interactive, but also just to kind of get a sense of how you guys feel you grow. I mean, this is a, a good exercise for us. If you have ever reflected on this, good. If not, it's probably important for you to reflect on this because if you don't know how you grow, you're probably not growing. I've spent some considerable time reflecting on this. So we have, um, as the Holy Spirit leads, trust and follow God, worship, studying the word of God alone with others. Anybody taking notes on all this? This is good, good stuff. Believing and knowing Praying to God alone, because you see more of God in you in your daily life. Reading creative fiction, word of God, worship, prayer, daily time with God. This is fun. I like this. Read and study, forgive, meditating on the word of God. My daily of walk with my best friend. Wow, wow, whoa, slow down. Make myself available to him. I grow through interactions, relationships. I see how others see me. Building a relationship with God the same as you would with an earthly relationship. Fellowship with others. Stopping just being quiet and listening to him by reading and listening to the word. Spending time alone with God through relying on Christ's leadership in every part of my life. That would preach through the word, time with the Holy Spirit, serving, fellowship with others, reading the word, seeking godly counsel, reading the word. So, awesome. Oh, we're still going. Texting during service, that's how I grow. We're gonna be doing this a lot more then, okay? Seeking understanding of the word. Hi, Mom. Practice being faithful daily. Jeremy is a good-looking guy. Amen. <laughs> Believing in him. <laughs> this is fun. Okay, you can stop this. Did you guys like that? Should we, should we do that more often? Um, I saw some themes in there. You might have seen uh, I saw multiple times um, spending time in God's word. I saw multiple times <laughs> worship, um, fellowship with others, serving. There's, and, and who knows that the way you grow isn't limited to one thing. Amen. What I wanted to share is the way that I've come to, to understand the way I grow is by receiving the grace and love of God through any means possible in which that happens. Does that make sense? So if I can receive the love of God through reading the Word, so be it. That's one way I can grow. If I can receive the love of God through spending time with people, so be it. That's a way I will grow, and so on. These are ways that we can grow, in ways that can engage your heart in connection with him. Because Jesus said, what is the greatest commandment? Love God, Love God with your whole self. And then the, the second one's like it, right? What's, what's that? Love your neighbor as yourself. And so in any means, he said this this fulfills all of the law and yes, all of the commandments, yes, if you God. love God with your whole self and if you love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus. So in other words, every verse in this entire Bible is fulfilled by doing those things, living out those two things. Yes, sir. Um, so I hope that's helpful for you as we begin the message of just reflecting on how do you grow? Um, and as we go through this series uh, this month in December, uh, leading up to Christmas is asking that question of what is going to really bring vitality and uh, depth to your relationship with Christ. That's my heart. That's what I desire for you. Amen? Amen. Um, so let's move on. Um, I would like to give you a quick overview of the message and then we'll, we'll dive into scripture. Um, I've entitled... Today's message, Welcome Jesus, and today, you know how I had asked, what was the question I'm asking when I give a message? Does anybody remember? What's the question I'm asking? What am I asking you to receive from Christ? Today I'm asking you to receive rest. Can anybody say amen to that? Okay, good. We're on a good pace. (laughs) Um, And fundamental to my preaching And my approach to the scriptures is always of keying in on identity of Christ. Who are you as the beloved? Who are you as a child of God? Who are you belonging to him? Does that make sense? In that overflows the way you do life, how you understand God to be and the way you understand your identity in him. Um, And then in light of that, it's important for us, and I've spent a lot of time in reflection on, on what what Austin just shared about receiving, mm-hmm. that it's, it's easy uh, to give. It's a whole different thing sometimes to receive. Have you ever had somebody try to be generous to you and it was met with your resistance? Like, no, 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 you don't have to do that. It's not, that's not, not necessary. You'll, you didn't have to do that. You know. And there's a tendency in us that it, it, it's um, a little vulnerable to receive sometimes, right? So throughout this message series, you will see those, those themes of talking about identity in Christ and also receiving and giving. Excellent, pastor. Um, So today, the question is, can you receive his rest? And we're going to look at, if you want to turn your Bibles to, to Matthew uh, 11, 25 through 30, I'm going to pray and then we will read the scriptures together. Father, we love you. We thank you that we can have fun together and uh, text in church, and we thank you that we can grow together yes. and learn with you. We, we ask that you would be glorified in our midst, that you would teach us from your heart, by your spirit, that you would give us revelation um, of how this applies to our daily lives, of how we can receive your rest, how we can operate from a place of rest. We love you, and we thank you for this time. In thank Jesus' name, Jesus. amen. So, this is the only passage we'll be looking at, so you can sit in it. Matthew, is that in the New or Old Testament? There we go. Um, let's start in verse 25. It says, At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding And revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, And learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's good stuff, isn't it? Um, I think we'll do... Can you go to the next slide there? So we're going to do another... Pull out your phones again. We're going to do one more of these. Just for for fun, for for kicks and root beer or something. Um, in one word, what burdens you or causes you to feel weary? And if you want to fudge on this a little bit and use two words or something like that, I, that'll be okay. But so if you bring up the poll, it'll be the same thing. You put the same uh, two, and then the number that we'll see here in just a moment. Do we have it there? That's OK. All right. So 22333 three, three in the address. And, and then in the text, you'll put 169898. Nine, eight, and one or two words, what burdens you? D- don't say your wife or your husband if you want to sleep well tonight. <laughs> Fear and frustration, school, health problems, group projects, three exclamation points. Christmas, fear, selfishness, disobedient children, schedule. I'm glad we're being honest. Loneliness, guilt, ambition, life, family strife, school, Coming up to finals here, life. My roommate smells terrible. No, I'm just kidding. Failure. College finals. We have some students in the house not being totally for the Lord. Fear, sex slaves, security, bills, gravity, loneliness and marriage, work, money, or the lack thereof, children's aspirations. Mental illness. Hmm. Goals. The desire to be successful. Anger. Ignorance. I think we'll stop there if you want to stop the poll. But you can see there's a lot of things that press to, to weigh us down. Is that true? Things that... That seek to steal our, our joy, our peace, yes, our rest. And what I'd like to do is to quickly go through. Uh, I'm not going to take a lot of time. Um, I didn't create this outline, but I found it very helpful. I, I saw it as I was listening to some different messages on, on, on YouTube uh, uh, regarding this, this message. But if you look through the scriptures, we'll start in uh, verse... 28. I'm gonna focus in on 28 through 30. Jesus says, Come to me. So that he gives an invitation, right? And you'll notice throughout scripture, especially in the Gospels, Jesus points you no further than himself every time for where your solution or for where your rest will come from, right? He's not pointing to you need more sleep. He's not saying you, you need some help on your, your studies. He's saying, I, I'm your answer. Come to me. So that's the invitation. And the address is, it says all. So who's included in that? Are you included? And one of the things that's profound about Jesus is he's totally inclusive. Yes, Lord. He doesn't exclude anyone, but it does require you recognize your need for his help. He can't help you if you, don't need, if you, know you, don't, if you think you don't need his help, right? Sometimes we, we, a burden in and of itself is think we, we got this, and we can do it, do it on our own, and, and that gets us into a lot of trouble just in and of itself is that we, we try to strive and do things without his help. That'll cause a lot of anxiety in our lives. Yes, sir. And then it says the qualification is whoever's burdened and weary. Raise your hand if you feel burdened or weary. Mm. We have a few in here. And, and there's a tendency when we come into this Christmas season for it to be even more like it amplifies the craziness of life and, and just how much. Do, do you resonate with that? That, that we can just feel like this, this we, we kind of like Christmas, but it's exhausting. And there's really fun aspects about it of the time with family perhaps or gifts or other things that, but beneath all of that, we can lose what Christmas is really about. Just the awe that God would come into our world and fully identify with us and know what it's like to be rejected, to know what it's like to grow in yes, maturity, to know what it's like to, to, to feel loneliness. That he, We can never say to him, you don't know what it's like, because he walked in our shoes and he experienced it all. And so he has a great heart of compassion for us. He's not easily impatient with us or frustrated with us, because he's walked in our shoes. And he, he can actually say with complete sincerity, I know what it's like. That can be really demeaning to say to somebody when I know what it's like. We don't know what it's like to be somebody else's shoes. We don't. We may have had an yes, experience sir. that's similar to somebody, about, but we don't know what it's like to be in somebody else's shoes and go what what they go through. So when we say, oh, I know what that's like, it can be really demeaning. Like, no, no, you don't. Excuse me? No, you don't. But Jesus can say that, and it's, and it's not demeaning. It's completely true and sincere. Amen. And so the, the beautiful thing in this is that he does offer a promise. If you're burdened and you're heavy laden, I will give you rest. That's a promise. And we can be assured that what he offers us is available to us. It's not something we have to to grovel for or beg for. It's something he gives us freely, willingly, <coughs> joyfully, he gives us rest. But it does require us to do what he said the instruction is, to take my yoke upon me. Mm. And there's a lot of people that would like, what does that mean? Yes, sir. What does it mean? You know, get real with me. What does it mean to take his yoke upon me? And Th- there's lots of different teachings of which I'm not going to go into. But yoke is, is often seen as they would use for like uh, pulling, um, you know, to the plow. You'd put a, a, a yoke over two, and it was always f- typically for two. So yes, he's bi- in, in real essence, he's saying, I'm going to be by your side in the yoke pulling with you. I'm not asking you to do something. I'm not in, in it with you. I'm right by your side. I'm pulling with you. And I'm probably, have you ever tried helping somebody with something and you're not really doing anything? They're doing the weight of it. It's like, let me help you with that. And that's kind of like it is being in the yoke with Jesus. He's doing all, all the work and we just happen to be in the yoke with him. And he's like, this isn't that hard. And. A lot of people have, in in drawing out the meaning of this, is also you can see the yoke as meaning his teaching or his lordship. Mm. So when you take on his yoke, you're taking on his instruction. You're taking on his lordship. You're taking on that he's the leader. He's in control. That he's the one that I'm dependent upon. So I'm not trying to accomplish something on my own, Apart from him, I'm in it with him, and I'm doing what he desires for me. Yes, sir. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. I think sometimes we, we are overwhelmingly burdened because we're straining at things we were never intended to carry. Yes. And that's what I'm going to ask of you today. Is there, are there things you're carrying today that, that you weren't meant to carry? That's, that you weren't built for that. And those are the kinds of things we need to, to cast off. And thankfully, Jesus gives us an open invitation, and he says, come to me. Yes, Lord. Amen. And he's always <coughs> like this. He's just open arms, just whenever you're ready. I'm not going to force myself upon you, but whenever you're ready, I'm waiting here. I'm ready to, to receive you. I'm ready to embrace you. I'm ready to, to take whatever you want to give me. Some things are really hard to give away, aren't they? It's like we lay them at his feet, and then, actually, I want that back. (laughs) Oh, I I probably need to get rid of this. This is too much to carry. Put it back down and take it back up again. And it's just really hard to let go of some things that we weren't intended to carry. And then it continues, and he says, and this is profound, the reason. Jesus describes himself as gentle and humble in heart. Hallelujah. Have you ever had somebody that is in your life that you go to them because you know how they will receive you? They will receive you with mercy. They will receive you with, with kindness. They'll receive you with patience and understanding. We have a propensity to go to those kinds of people, right? We're not going to go to somebody that's a jerk and say, Tough luck. <laughs> Hope that goes well with you. We're not going to go to people that are, are going to meet us wi- with, with severity or with harshness. Yes, sir. And that's why Jesus sa- says that of himself. He's wanting to us to, be a, to have a stability and a, an assurance that no matter what you're facing, I'm always this way. I'm always <laughs> humble. Yes. I'm always gentle. Yes, this is who I am. You can expect that when you come to me. You will experience gentleness. You will experience humility. That is, a, a, as we've been talking about, welcome Jesus. That He's the one, though we're learning to, as as Austin shared, to receive, because it's so hard to do. That, and we're we're, we're seeking to welcome Him. He always welcomes us. And as you see, as we go through this series, everything that I'm asking you to receive, Amen. he also wants for you to give away. So as you become a person of rest, you create an environment for the people around you to rest. Does that make sense? So if I have a... There's some people that that are a hot mess, <coughs> and they create a hot mess wherever they go. <laughs> real. It almost seems like... Uh, just craziness and, and drama follows them wherever they go. And, and those kind of people might be pointing at everything outside of themselves as the reason the drama's there. <laughs> like, like going from job to job. And I say, and this isn't a slide on anybody, but like, man, those people are so hard to work with. Go to the next job. Man, these people are jerks. Go to the next job. I can't stand these people. And, and maybe we need to pause to look. Maybe the problem isn't outside. I need to work on some things inside. <laughs> yes, sir. But, but my prayer is that as we learn to receive the rest, the shalom, the peace of God, Amen. that we create an environment for people to be at rest around us, that they can be okay with themselves, they can be comfortable in their own skin, and that they could also experience with us a gentleness and a humility and heart when they come to us. That's the kind of environment we want to create for one another. Amen? Um, And then as he's pulled up, result, rest for your soul. And this is profound. He's not talking about more sleep like physical rest. He's talking about a place where all is well with your soul. That though chaos may be about you, there's things that you see in yourself that you want to change. You see things that you don't like about yourself. all that said, you still are okay with that, that Jesus is constant towards me. And I'm okay with being in the process of I'm not where I want to be, but I can trust him with his promise on my life that he will continue to transform me into his likeness despite all my inadequacies. And that that should cause a rest in our soul that we're, we know that he is working out our salvation despite whatever struggles we may face, despite what things we see in ourselves that still need to to change. And then lastly, the benefit is what? A lightened burden. That um, the things that, and, and I hope you can, Celebrate with God the things that you have once been burdened by that no longer burden you. Amen. So you know, we, we aren't who we want to be, but we aren't who we were. Amen. Thank you, Lord. He's done some mighty things in our lives that we can celebrate. And when we're discouraged or frustrated, we can look back and say, not all is lost. There's been a lot of ga- ground that has been gained in, in the things that he's been doing, and I can celebrate and rejoice in his continued work and salvation being worked out in me, because he delights in you, and somebody wrote me an email. For, there was an alumni uh, from BCC. She's uh, in, in the mission field, and she she wrote me just saying, I'm really struggling with this decision um, about travel, and and please pray for me, or if any words that you have to share with me. And I wrote this. I said, first off, it's important to know that God is thrilled with you. He just, he's so delighted in your life and the joy he has over your life. And then I went on to say, if if you can't receive that, then nothing else I say will have any value to you. Because everything is predicated on that if if we if we don't know what God's disposition is towards us, then His instruction towards us or encouragement to us is going to be fall on deaf ears. So, we're gonna next next Sunday we have the privilege of having uh, the children's um, service, and one of the things I, we will be addressing in, in anticipation of that Sunday is is what what. What, what is a roadblock or a hindrance to us receiving? What is, what is, what is the thing or, or dynamic <laughs> that prevents us from moving forward with receiving from him? So I, I look forward to that time with you. Um, I'm going to pray, and t- today, if, if you just feel like you need some time at the altar, prayer and altar call team will be here, uh, of something that just you've been carrying, and it wasn't meant for you. It's, it's not a burden that you were built to carry, and, and it's just something you need to lay down, something you need to just release to him. Jesus gave you the open invitation. Come to me. Come to me, and I will give you rest. Stop, stop striving. Stop trying to carry this on your own. Take my yoke upon you, and I will give you rest, and because I am gentle and humble in heart. Know that when you come to him, he receives you readily, joyfully, because any step towards him is something worth celebrating, something worth uh, embracing, because he just delights in you. He delights in you. He delights in your life. He delights in who you are now. And he delights in who you're becoming. So... Let's pray, and as, if you feel like there's just something you want to to lay down, something you want to release to Him today, you have that freedom, and and the prayer and altar call team will. If you want to just have time alone up here, that's okay. Just tell somebody, I just need some time at, with Jesus. So be it. If you want prayer, just. just don't, don't let them guess. Say, this is what I want prayer for today. This is what I, I really desire for, 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 for me to release to him today. Will you pray with me? Father, we love you. We thank you that you are so gentle and humble in heart and that you are so willing to receive us wherever we're at, that the invitation to come does not have any qualifying things upon it of that we have to have this in order, we have to have this together. We just come as we are because we know you will receive us. We pray that you would continue to work in our hearts that we would be at a place where we could simply, as, as children, welcome you, welcome your love, and release to you the things that we're carrying that are a burden. We love you today. We thank you for the body of Christ church. We thank you for the diversity of people that it represents. We thank you that you are working out our salvation, that we might be a light to this community of what it looks like to to love one another from the heart, from every walk of life. We ask that you be glorified today, and we thank you for this time together. In Jesus' name, amen.